Hello and welcome to the Gospel Teachings of Richard Arlen Kern. I'm Jacob and we're going to be talking about being saved by faith today. Uh, we're going to jump right into some scripture, the book of Wisdom, chapter 3, verse 14. And the eunuch that has not wrought iniquity with his hands, nor thought wicked things against God, for the precious gift of faith shall be given to him, and a most acceptable lot in the temple of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that faith not from yourselves, for it is the gift of God, not as the outcome of works, lest anyone may boast. The Gospel of John chapter 12, verses 37 through 40. Now though he had worked so many signs in their presence, they did not believe or have faith in him, that the word which the prophet Isaiah spoke might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been repealed, or been revealed? This is why they could not believe, because Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their mind, and be converted, and I heal them. Isaiah said these things when he saw his glory and spoke of him, and yet even among the rulers many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees they did not acknowledge it, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory of men more than the glory of God. And also says, uh, see Matthew 12, verses 36 through, 70, uh, through 37 there. Uh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. And he said, Go, and you shall say to this people, Hearing, hear, and understand not, and see the vision, and know it not. Blind the heart of this people, and make their eyes heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see their with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and be converted, and I heal them. Book of Matthew, chapter 12, verses 36 and 37. But I tell you that of every idle word men speak, they shall give account on the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. And I think that's important when we are um, making things and ideas that are in our head, and we are... Uh, portraying them out loud that it is uh, a lot worse for us if we're saying things that aren't good, especially um, judgmental things. Um, they will be justified and you will be condemned by them. So you want to be extra careful with your words. The book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. And the disciples came up and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered and said, To you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. For to him who has shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him who does not have, even that which he has shall be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables. Because seeing, they do not see, and hearing, they do not hear, neither do they understand. In them is being fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, who says, Hearing you will hear, but not understand, and seeing you will see, but not perceive. For the heart of this people has been hardened, and with their eyes they have been hard of hearing, and their eyes they have been they have closed, lest at any time they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their mind and be converted, I heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For in men I say to you, many prophets and just men have longed to see what you see, and they have not seen it, and to hear what you hear, and they have not heard it. And of, of course Jesus is talking about seeing him. Um, he was prophesied by Isaiah especially, um, his coming, and he was saying that, you know, they would be so overjoyed to see 
their prophecies being fulfilled and they were just and that's who he was talking to he was just telling them his his disciples that you know if if you guys were the prophets you can only imagine what you'd feel like seeing me uh, 3 Kings chapter 8 verses 35 through 36 this is also uh, 1 Samuel I'm sorry this is also 1 Kings in uh, your book if you're not using a Dewey Reams uh, 35 if heaven shall be shut up and there shall be no rain because of their sins and they praying in this place shall do penance to your name and shall be converted from their sins by occasion of their, of their afflictions then hear you then in heaven and forgive the sins of your servants and of your people Israel and show them the good way wherein they should walk, and give rain upon your land, which you have given to your people in possession. The book of Acts, chapter 17, verses 22 and 23, and 28 through 31. Then Paul stood up in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I see that in every respect you are extremely religious. For as I was going about and observing objects of your worship, I found also an altar with the encryption, to the unknown God, what therefore you worship in ignorance that I proclaim to you. For in him we live and move and have our being, as indeed some of you own poets some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. If therefore we are the offspring of God, we ought not to imagine that the divinity is like to gold or silver or stone, to an image graven by human art and thought. The times of this ignorance God has, it is true, overlooked. But now he calls upon all men everywhere to repent, inasmuch as he has fixed the day on which he will judge the world with justice by man, whom he has appointed, and whom he has guaranteed all by raising him from the dead. The Book of Romans, chapter 3, verses 20-31 For by the works of the law no human being shall be justified before him. For through law comes the recognition of sin. But now the justice of God has been made manifest independently of the law, being attested by the law and the prophets. The justice of God, through faith in Jesus Christ, upon all who believe, for there is no distinction, as all have sinned and have need of the glory of God. They are justified freely by his grace, or unmerited favor, through the redemption which is Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth as a propitiation, sorry, as an appeasement to regain the favor of God by his blood through faith to manifest or make evident his justice. God and his patience, remitting or forgiving former or previous or earlier sins to manifest his justice at the present time so that he himself is just and makes just him who has faith in Jesus. Where then is your boasting? It is excluded. By what law of works? No, by the faith of of the law. For we reckon that a man is justified by faith independently of the works of the law. Is God the God of the Jews only, and not of the Gentiles also? Indeed of the Gentiles also. For there is by one God who will justify the circumcised by faith, and the uncircumcised through the same faith. Do we therefore through faith destroy the law? By no means, rather we establish or make firm and stable the law. And that is one thing that our world and our time, our generation has come uh, to not understand is that our laws, or God's law, which is uh, not apparent in our world, should be very apparent in our world. Um, and that is from the book of Romans, which, I mean, that's in the New Testament, so 
any of you Christians who say anything about that, I mean, you can go back and look. Do we, therefore, through faith, destroy the law? By no means. Note, verse 31 says, the law is not destroyed by faith, rather it is established or made firm. How does justification by faith establish the law? It substantiates or establishes the law because it verifies what the law says. At Genesis 15:6, as documented below, that God considers one just if he has faith in or believes what God says. It also says at Genesis 12:3, also recorded below, that through Abram or Abraham, all the people of the earth will be blessed. This prophecy of the law was fulfilled with the coming of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice of his life on the cross for the forgiveness of sins to all who believe. This fulfilled prophecy of the law further substantiates what the law says and thus establishes the law. Genesis chapter 15 verse 2 and verses 5 and 6. And Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? I shall go without children. And he brought him, or Abraham, forth abroad and said to him, Look up to heaven and number the stars, if you can. And he said to him, So shall your seed be. Abram believed God, and it was reputed to him unto justice. Romans chapter 4, verses 1-8 through eight. What then shall we say that Abraham, our father according to the flesh, acquired? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has reason to boast, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as justice. Now to him who works, the reward is not credited as a favor or grace, but as something due. But to him who does not work, but believes in him, who justifies the impious, or irreverent, lack of honor, or respect for God, his faith is credited to him as justice. Thus David declares the blessedness of the man to whom God credits justice without works. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not credit sin. Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. I will bless them that bless you speaking to Abraham, and curse them that curse you, and in you shall all the kindred of earth be blessed. Book of Acts, chapter 13, verses 38 and 39. Be it known therefore to you, brethren, that through him forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and in him everyone who believes is acquitted, or declared not guilty, of all the things of which you could be acquitted by the law of Moses. Gospel of John chapter 3 verses 16 through 19. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that those who believe in him may not perish, but may have life everlasting. For God did not send his Son into the world in order to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged, but he who does not believe is already judged, because he does not believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now this is the judgment, the light has come into the world, yet men have loved the darkness rather than the light, for their works were evil. Sad but true, John 5, 24, and 28 through 30. For neither does the Father judge any man, but all judgment he has given to the Son. Amen, amen, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has life everlasting, and does not come to judgment, but has passed from death to life. Do not wonder at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they who have done good shall come forth unto resurrection of life, but they who have done evil unto resurrection of judgment. Of myself I can do nothing, as I hear I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. 
Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 through 14. And you, when you were dead by reason of your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he brought you to life, along with him, forgiving you all your sins, canceling the decree against us, which was hostile to us. Indeed, he has taken it completely away, nailing it to the cross. 1 John chapter 1, verses 6 through 10. If we say that we have fellowship with him, or God, and walk in darkness, we lie and are not practicing the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he also is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we acknowledge our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us in our sins, and to cleanse us from all our iniquity. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. 1 John chapter 2, verses 1-4 through 4. My dear children, these things I write to you in order that you may not sin. But if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the just, and he is a propitiation, appeasement, of our sins, not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. And by this, we can be sure that we know him. If we keep his commandments, he who says that he knows him, and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Book of Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and cast out devils in your name, and work many miracles in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. So I'm, this is a good representation of if you're not following the law, that is what makes you a sinner. And this goes back to the law being very evident in Christianity now, although it's not perceived that way. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 20 th- uh, 27 through 32. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks the cup of the Lord unworthily will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man prove himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks unworthily, without distinguishing the body, eats and drinks judgment to himself. This is why many among you are infirm and weak, and may sleep or die. But if we judge ourselves, we should not thus be judged." But then we are judged, we are being chastised by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with, uh, with this world. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 21. Lest when I come again, God should humiliate me before you, and I should mourn over many who have sinned before, or in the past, and have not repented of the uncleanliness and immorality, licentiousness that they practiced. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2 and 5. I warn again those who sinned before. I will not spare. Put your own selves to the test. Whether you are in the faith, prove yourselves. Do not know yourselves that Christ do you not know yourselves that Christ is in you? Unless perhaps you are reprobate or a thoroughly bad person. One John chapter five verses sixteen through eighteen. He who knows his brother is committing a sin that is not unto death shall ask, and shall give life to him who does not commit a sin unto death. There is sin unto death. I do not mean that anyone should ask as to that. All lawlessness is sin, and there is a sin unto death. We know that no one who is born of God commits sin, but the begotten of God preserves him, and the evil one does not touch him. 
Mark chapter 3, verses 28 through 30. Amen, I say to you, that all sin shall be forgiven to the sons of men, and the blasphemies wherewith they may blaspheme. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but will be guilty of an everlasting sin. For they said, He has an unclean spirit. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. My son, reject not the correction of the Lord, and do not faint when you are chastised by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastises, and as a father in the son, he pleases himself. And I think that's important, too, that a lot of us feel like when we do start following God or Christ, we, we definitely have a lot of uh, things in our lives that try to fight against that. And you have to realize sometimes that God is chastising you and or you know the devil's working against you. And sometimes you just have to fight through those chastisements, through those um, times of trial and trouble um, to get to what he has planned for you. Now, the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 5 through 11. And you have forgotten the exhortation that, I, that is addressed to you as sons, saying, My son, neglect not the discipline uh, or correction of the Lord, neither by you weary or fatigued when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastises, and he scourges every son who he receives. Continue under discipline. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not correct? But if you are without discipline, in which all have had a share, then you are illegitimate, illegitimate children, and not sons. Furthermore, we had fathers of our flesh to correct us, and we reverence them. Shall we not much more obey the father of spirits and live? For they indeed corrected us for a few days, and they saw, as they saw fit. But he, for our benefit, that we may share his holiness. Now all discipline seems for the present to be a matter not for joy, but for grief. But afterwards, it yields the most peaceful fruit of justice to those who have been exercised by it. The book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 38 and 41. But Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now they who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. It means 3,000 people were baptized by Peter that day. Acts uh, chapter 19, verse 2 and 5 and 6. And Paul said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? But they said to him, We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. Book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 19. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. And I think that's important, too. Is Although I think that goes without saying, repenting, it blots your sins out. So when God is judging these people, he will very much say, you know, here's your sin, and you either repented for it or you didn't. And it's going to be that easy. Uh, the book of Mark, chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. And he said to them, Go into the whole world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he who does not believe shall be condemned. So this paper on faith, I think, goes back mostly to believing that 
Christ was the true Messiah of our Lord, and knowing that our Lord's law is still uh, very much meant to be kept, um, although it is taught by most churches that it isn't that way, um, if you follow what the Bible says, Scripture says, the law is very apparent, and um, as some of you may know, Jesus did not come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill the law, and uh, he, he never did anything that would have made that uh, something that we should even consider. If you truly look at the four Gospels and see what he was truly doing, he never did anything against the laws. He just did things to... Uh, provoke some of the Jews to qu to question what not only what they were doing but what he was doing and uh, it was mostly for our sake to so we could learn the mistakes they were making and uh, not make them so lesson here is faith is what is going to save you and Jesus is what we were promised and when he did die on the cross he left us with his Holy Spirit so that we could have faith true faith um, with baptism uh, to be saved and have eternity with him. And uh, with that said, I hope you all have a wonderful night and or day, depending on where you are. Uh, thanks again for all the support, and God bless you.